Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Hallelujah. I appreciate Brother Caleb. Stand with me. Talking about acceleration. Because I'm telling you right now, God wants to move you to another level. Praise God forever. Amen. He wants to move you, but you got to be willing to go with him. You got to tell him, these are times of acceleration and I'm willing to go with you. Amen. If you accelerate, somebody else is going to get blessed. If you, get, if you celebrate, somebody else is going to get healed. Amen. Somebody else is going to walk in deliverance. Your money just might double. Amen. <laughs> I knew you'd shout over that one. <laughs> Amen. He wants your money. To, he wants your, he wants, he wants, uh, <laughs> and uh, Pastor Cynthia and I, we've been doing uh, some devotions at night on, on divine healing. And, uh, and uh, as we sat there and did those devotions, you could see how God wants acceleration. I'm telling you, Jesus wants you farther than you've ever dreamed before. He wants you walking in more glory, more power, more dominion, more wealth than we are currently experiencing. The more I study on acceleration, I find out the kingdom is already acceleration. I found out Jesus is already accelerated and Father is, the Holy Ghost is, but the church has been moving and, uh, <laughs> but we're going to change that, okay? Amen. We're going to change. You notice the word he said? He said we got to change the way we think. Amen. We have to change the way we think because God's got something for us. Now, you need to go because I'm going to tell you, other people are going. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> we unleashed this word in Indiana. <laughs> we unleashed this word. It come up out of my spirit. It come up out of my spirit. I love when messages come up out of my spirit. Go over here and turn to Mark chapter 1. That's where we're probably going to start. Mark chapter 1 around verse 15. And... Um, to ex experience acceleration, you have to change. And you can't change at your pace. You got to change at the pace God wants you to change. The church has been changing at the pace it wants to change. And if change has been imposed too greatly, then people don't want to be in that church. I want to go in a church where I'm comfortable at the rate I'm moving. Well, you know, a lot of them places don't even hardly exist anymore because they didn't keep up with the power. You can get healed at Church on the Rock right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Pain can leave your body right now while I'm talking up in here, praise God, and completely made whole, praise God. Now, I know why Jesus won't accelerate. You need to be praying for me to get it out. Yeah. Amen. Because things accelerate around my house, praise God. Yes, it is. And you need to let me get this out and get it to you, praise God. Amen. And, uh, you know, God never started off with a decelerated man. He created an accelerated man. 
He created an accelerated man. And then the man decided to do something different than God told him to do and went into deceleration. And since that man, God had to wait 4,000 years before he could get another man on the planet to accelerate. Now, this man don't play. <laughs> this man, this, this second man, he doesn't play. He accelerated this thing to a level that he took back all the dominion, all the authority that the devil had taken. Amen. He took back ownership of the entire planet. Amen. He took back, he took the keys of hell and death in the grave. The devil can't even determine now when you die. You get to decide now. With long life will I satisfy you. You get to stay as long as you're satisfied now if you live in accelerated. Amen. Now Jesus knew that Father put up with 4,000 years of decelerated men. And he promised him that I'm going to bring many sons back to you with an accelerated spirit to live in acceleration. And these people have been entrusted with the power and the kingdom and the word of God to bring this whole dispensation to a close. That these people have been given the assignment, once you preach the gospel in all the world, then this end of this age is coming. And I'm going to create a new heaven and a new earth. Amen. And I'm going to have people that are living in a glorified state of being. And the former earth, the former heaven, the former living on this planet will all be passed away. He says, behold, I make all things new. When you can make all things new and do it in a moment of time, because the Bible said we're going to be caught up in the twinkling of an eye. Come on now, that you're going to be caught up so quick, amen, and then you're gonna, your, your, your body is going to be glorified and joined with your spirit. It happens real quick. But that's accelerated. Yeah. Amen. That he's going to turn this thing so fast, it's faster than the blinking of an eye. All God is waiting on now is his church to catch up with his plan. That's what he's waiting on. And so I'm sitting there and I'm listening. To, uh, I'm going back over some of Pastor Nancy's message. And back in October, she said, God is going to accelerate this thing. That's what she said. Back in October, I went back and looked at it. Then we got down into the Word and Spirit Conference. God started talking to me about the rate of change, and then I got into acceleration. From the rate of change, I went into the understanding of acceleration. Then I got up and gave that word that night. Dr. Jacob said, Pastor Keith, you got anything? I started just sit there, not move. But then God says, no, I gave you this word. Get up and give it. And so I got up and gave this word about acceleration. I said, God's put, he's going to accelerate things. He told me to tell him. Now, y'all didn't get it first unless you was in Indiana. How many people went down to Indiana and was there that night? Praise God. Well, these was here that night. They got it first then. Praise God. You can catch up with him. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Dr. Hannibal left Indiana and went back to his church. He ain't doing nothing but preaching acceleration in Texas. I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all better pay attention to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. 
<laughs> Play. There are no filler messages. There are no filler Sundays. There are no figuring out what to preach Sundays. No, this is what God said he's doing. That's where we are now. He gave me that word in my hotel room, and I got there that night, and I started developing. I started realizing. I started, and I've been developing in the word ever since. I've been developing this ever since, and I'm trying to get what I'm developing to you. Amen. Because I do. I pattern everything I preach after the word. <laughs> I pattern everything I preach after the word. And, and I realize, God, you've been in acceleration. Jesus has too. The Holy Ghost has too. There, even, even the Bible says that all creation is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God, people who live in acceleration. Because the creation will respond to a man that's living accelerated. That's why he said you're going to be able to speak to the mountains. I'm talking about you being able to talk to things and then line up to what you said. Because your spirit is moving at a rate that it can't tell the difference between you and God talking. It can't tell the difference. And you're not supposed to be able to tell, tell the difference because he created man in his image and his likeness and he turned the whole planet over to him so that the planet would function just like it would if God was running it. They supposed to be doing something different than that. Just like if God would speak to it, that's the kind of results it's supposed to get. That's why Jesus said the works I do when you're looking at Jesus, you're looking at a man keeping up with God. You're looking at an accelerated man keeping up with the words of God. And he said, and the end of the book of John, he kept up with God so efficiently that you could not record all of his works. You couldn't record them all. Then he turns around and tells his disciples, the works I do, you shall do also. See, accelerated people can get this thing over with. We can get the gospel, of, not, not religion, the gospel around the world. Then the end would come. So that's what we're preaching. Then Dr. Jacobs opened his Bible up and he pulled out this note that God had given him. Time of acceleration. What well, that was right there in the middle of the whole service. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. God wants it established that this is a year of acceleration. He plans on taking you farther than you've ever gone before, empowering you greater than you've ever been empowered, bringing, bringing revelation and understanding to you and causing increase in growth in your life, spirit, soul, body, financially, in every realm of your life. If you walk in the acceleration, I've already shown, sickness and disease won't be able to hold on to your body one day. It'll come and it'll be gone in the same day. Amen. God ain't planning on you walking around five weeks with some kind of disease on your body. And it's the temple of the living God. And he's living up on the inside of it. You got the accelerator on the inside of you. This is why Jesus had manifestations of immediate change. Supposed to be immediate change. Probably, he ain't planning on you on badly get by watching you go through all 2022 on badly get by. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper. I looked that word up, prosper, it means to accelerate. That's another word for acceleration, to prosper, quicken. 
means another word for, he said, the spirit quickeneth. He is the agent of acceleration. That's why Dr. Hatterball talked, you're not going to be able to grieve the Holy Ghost and live in acceleration. If you're going to watch Dirty Dirty and you're going to watch R-rated movies, I'm not talking to you. The exit signs are clearly marked. Listen, we get an acceleration, we ain't going to need people like that. And matter of fact, they have no benefit to the church. Those people bring zero benefit to the body of Christ. People who intermingle with the word have no ability to live in power. It's a tough word, but you're going to have to listen to it. Because I know my assignment is acceleration. And I got to teach the people that want to go how to get there. And I'm not worried about the ones that don't. I'm not worried about the ones that don't. Because in acceleration, a church of 120 can go to 3,000 in one day. So we ain't worried about that. The, the issue is, will the leadership lead it where it needs to go so that it can have the fruit that God ordained for it to have from a small seed? Shall grow a mighty tree. He said, I'm ready to accelerate that. Then, Pastor Cynthia, I don't know, I think it Pastor Cynthia, you were watching Joseph Prince. Who was that? Carlita was watching Joseph Prince. Joseph Prince got up and preached to his congregation. This is a year of acceleration and what else? Acceleration and something else. That's four or five witnesses. This is what God wants to do. My job is to teach you how to experience it. Going to church as a symbol of Christianity is over with here. Just showing up when you get ready and making that the badge of Christianity is over with. Where's the fruit? Where's the fruit as a result that you were here? Where's the fruit? It's got to be fruit in the kingdom. Now look at his, in this passage of scripture right here. Look in this passage of scripture right here over in, um, in, the, um, in, the, uh, in Mark chapter 1 verse 15. The time is fulfilled. Somebody say it's happening right now. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand. Repent. I've been preaching on that word for a long time. I've been preaching it. I preached this for a long time. I'm good. I know what you're trying. I'm good. It's in my uh, coat pocket, my reading glass in my coat pocket, in my overcoat pocket, left or right pocket. I don't know what y'all did with my coat, but anyway, that's where it is. It says repent. It means change the way you think. That's what Brother Caleb said. Change the way you think. And then God came to me. He said, Keith, I'm not just talking about change. I'm talking about the rate of change. Because some people are slow to change. You can preach a correction and they are still involved in that same offense year after year after year. Got that same attitude year after year after year. Got that same dishonor year after year after year. 
Now that type of attitude or that type of heart becomes a spot. It's a spot. You can see it as a leader. It's a spot. It's not with the flow of the rest of the house. It's a spot. Listen to how they talk. Listen to their attitude. Listen to disrespect. It's a spot. And that's getting ready to get moved. Because we can't go forward with it. It's getting ready to get moved. Because we can't get, it ain't that I'm trying to move it. It can't exist in the same atmosphere where God is saying, I want acceleration. That's not an accelerated heart. A dishonoring heart is not an accelerated heart. Pastor Nancy said, for the miracles to come back, the honor's got to come back. When I instituted honor in this church back in 2013, the building filled up in six months. And all the disrespectful folk were gone. And the income increased and the blessing began to take over. Which means that <laughs> that was an act of acceleration for it to happen in six months, but things had to change. Everybody that didn't want to honor God financially had to leave this church. Every one of them had to leave. Every one of them. And they're all gone. And God filled the thing right back up. Amen. Thank you, Father. Because Jesus is trying to finish. You got to understand, it don't have nothing to do with me. I just got this assignment. It don't have nothing to do with me. Amen. He wants to wrap this thing up. He's done gone to several men and women of God that are listening to him and said, I want this accelerated. And he said, it's not just change. I ain't got a month for you. I don't have another week for you to learn how to honor your man and woman of God. I ain't got another week for that. I ain't got another week to listen to you talk about the church. I ain't got another week of that. That's over with. I ain't got another week to listen to you criticize the body of Christ that you didn't die for. And you probably wouldn't even be on this planet without it. Because the Satan is out to kill, to steal, kill, and destroy. You ought to thank God for the church. You ought to thank God for a man of God that's been there in your emergency. And been a blessing to you. And this is what he says, your honor's got to accelerate. Honor's got to accelerate. Honor's got to accelerate. Dishonor has got to go. It's got to go because it's a cancer. When they open their mouths, they'll spread it to other people, to people they didn't even bring to this house. And then you see their association with that person. You watch them and you see the, because those two got together, now the new person is acting crazy. Amen. The exercise of Mark, I'm not playing. Because he ain't playing. He's not playing. I'm just telling you. You're going to have to live in the, he ain't got all day for you to change. He said, Keith, it's not just about change. It's the rate of change. He said, if I told the children of Israel, if you be willing and obedient, then you would eat the good of the land. I don't need you just 
being obedient. I need you willing. When you put your hand to the plow of this ministry, I was reading it tonight, it should be some zeal involved in what you're doing. It should be some zeal involved in what you're doing. When I was working at, I was working at a Fortune 500 company, there was one employee, he at, at, we were supposed to leave at 4 o'clock, but exactly 4. At, at, no, at, at a quarter to 4, he started packing all his stuff up. He started packing everything up at a quarter to 4. As soon as four hit, he was in the parking lot. His car was started up, he was gone. But he didn't know the manager was watching him. And he watched him every single day. And he came to my desk, he said, Keith, I can understand people want to get home. But if we need him to do a little extra. He's determined in his heart he's not. And I'll tell you why he didn't do it. I talked to both of them. So the manager told me, he said, as soon as we have to cut back on the budget, he's the first one out the door. I said, dude, walking around every day, got a tag on him and don't even know it. It says expendable. Now, the reason why he did that is because he used to stay longer when he was another company and they laid him off. So now, because of that, he took that attitude wherever he went. He took it wherever he went. You gotta make sure that some unfortunate situation, some, undis some disruptive situation in your life does not put an attitude in you. And you live with that attitude the rest of your life because of some past experience. The thing about it, the guy went to my church. No, and because of that, he should have known promotion don't come from men. It comes from God in heaven. And if, if for some reason you're no longer employed somewhere else, God's got another door for you to walk through. But now we can't do it because you're carrying around the attitude. Change. Change. Don't let something change you negatively toward the things of God. Don't let something change you negatively toward the things of God. Look at what Jesus said right here. The kingdom's here now. You're going to have to repent, and then you'll have to believe the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Turn over here to Mark chapter, turn over here to Mark chapter 4. This is the note Dr. Jacobs had, Mark chapter 4. When he, Dr. Jacobs gave me this note on acceleration, then he had Mark chapter 4 on there, and I said, okay. He said, the cycle is increasing. I'm telling y'all, things are going to move to another level. I'm just telling you that now. I'm telling you, because this is the word of the Lord. And then God's telling me, say, Keith, I want to show you how to get there. I want to show you how to get there. I want to show you how to get there quick. Because the prophetic word over this church comes in the manifestation 
in acceleration, not in stagnant living. There is no such thing as stagnant living producing what God wants in the earth. When he tells us something to do, we got to change immediately. You know God doesn't want you living in fornication? We ain't got five years for you to figure that out. We ain't got five years. Any Christian knows that's wrong. Strife is wrong. Any work of the flesh is wrong. Covetousness is wrong. And what Dr. Hatterball was saying, the church is so, and the Holy Spirit is the agent of acceleration. He said, because Jesus didn't live accelerated life per se until the Holy Ghost came on him. He is the accelerator. And if the church grieves him by playing in the world and looking like the world, then when challenges come, the church is at the same ability level to overcome just like the world. So if natural things can't help us, then we're shot. It's over. I don't want to live like that. I know the supernatural is the best. I know it is. I know supernatural living is the best. You didn't see Jesus catching corona in the earth. You would even think that's unheard of. And none of his staff either. Because where the Holy Ghost lives in power, it can't even get on your body. It said the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehend it not. It can't even get on your body. Was that John G. Lake held his hand out? Was that John G. Lake held his hand out and said it can't. If you live so full of the Holy Ghost, it can't get on you. The church is moving at a slow pace so that the things of darkness can get on it. It's moving so slow, it can get on it. Jesus said, as I am, so are you in this world. Can corona get on him in heaven? He's the head and you are his body. I don't care what's happened in the past. I've had symptoms in my body. I had to stand in. I had to stand and get things off of my body. I'm not talking about where we've been. I'm talking about where we are going. Yeah. Amen. He said, this house shall be known for healing. Yeah. He said in my living room, this is how it's going to happen, Dr. Rogan. You're going to live accelerated with me, and the power of the Holy Ghost is going to work. And the power of redemption is going to work. And whoever you minister to, not just you, I want the whole church doing that. Yeah. I want the whole church operating in that. Amen. Now look what he says right here. He says, if you don't understand this parable that I'm going to read, and um, he said, you can't understand the kingdom of acceleration. And I guess this is the scripture I need to deal with today because it's a hard issue. Acceleration is a hard issue. 
And what I'm going to talk to you is about the sower and the seed. And he brings up four conditions of the heart. And I don't care who the person is. They're in one of those four conditions. And then after being a pastor for 24 years, some people got all three of the worst conditions. After being a pastor for 23 years, 24 years this year. And he said that the first three conditions produce no fruit. You got a zero person in your church that you pastor. You cannot make progression with them. They just taking up a seat. If they here. If they're here. And he says, if you want to enter into the acceleration, you're going to have to be the last condition. You're going to have to keep your heart. And that's what Dr. Hannibal was saying. Because the Spirit of God dwells in your heart. So if I'm partaking of the world, I'm not trying to occupy your heart with things of the world. I'm not trying to do that. So when you go and you try to pray, Now, see, I know it always works. I've studied my Bible. I've meditated the word long enough. I know healing always works. So when people don't get it, I don't blame God. I don't figure that out. So you will never hear we never know what God's going to do out of me. I know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to do what his word said. The question is, is the person doing what the word said? And sometimes people can be doing their best, but because they're not trained properly, the error causes a lack of faith too. You got to know how to live by faith. You got to know how to believe God no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what the people feeling like, no matter what the doctor said. See, I'm the no matter what person. I don't walk with him long enough, no matter what. It takes me time, it takes me some time to get that into people. It takes me some time to do that. It takes time to do it. I sit eight hours a day, six days a week in Tarrant County Convention Center and settle my faith for the rest of my life. I was listening to Brother Copeland and, and, and talking and he's at Pastor Nancy's church now. I said, he's talking, he's giving the same testimony I said and heard almost 30 years ago. And the woman <laughs> that he ministered to came back to him and said, we'll never lose. She said, thank you, Brother Copeland. We'll never lose a faith battle again. Now, I said him, what, listen to him preach all week long. And finally, on the fourth day, I couldn't even feel my body. My spirit had accelerated. I caught up with God concerning a revelation of faith. I couldn't even talk to people. I walked out of the building. I just walked out of the building down the street by my, just me and God. He said, Keith, don't you ever doubt me. I was with you. I don't care how dark it is. I am with you. This Bible says I will have to destroy myself if I walk out on you. And don't you ever, for the rest of your life, see me walking out on you. Do you understand me? I got back in her, I got back to, 
to Indiana, Louisville, I told her, I said, we will never, ever lose a faith battle again. Now, it's going to take some time to do this. There's something I said Wednesday night. For the rest of your life, don't ever have a zero spiritual day where you never pick up your Bible, where you never, you never go over any prophecy, you never pray. Now, I don't know who ever said it. They said it like this. If the word is not in you, then the world is. And you don't have a choice. If the word is not in you, then the world is. You have no choice because there's constant, constant impartations, constant impartations coming from the world. And all of us brought our phone in here probably. And if you're a ding-dong that's browsing why I'm preaching, we need to have a conversation about you being here. What are you talking about, Pastor? Acceleration. You can go find a real nice preacher right now. But you need change. You know you need change. How many people you went to the Lord this year? How many people you laid hands on? How many people even know you're a Christian? There are no manifestations coming out of the body of Christ because the church is moving at the world's pace and sucking up on the world. Dr. Hatterball got up and said, you're done watching an R-rated movie. I said, ooh. I said, I got up the next day and preached. I said, then it was, Dr. Hatterball was rough in here yesterday. He reminded me of Cornelius the Catfish Man. He was in here cleaning y'all and gutting y'all. Slicing, you ever seen Cornelius clean a catfish? He's tugging and pulling and everything. He's taking off everything that's not edible, that cannot be used for substance. And if it can't be used to accelerate the kingdom, you got to ask yourself, why is it in your life? Yeah. You got to ask the question, why is it in your life? I'm working on acceleration for me. I've been sitting watching Benny Hinn. He was ministering. He was, huh? Yeah, I've been watching old Benny Hinn. He was ministering to some young people. He said, when, he, said he told the young people, when I saw Catherine Kuhlman ministering under the power of God, she, he said, my heart was thrilled. I said, God, will you use me? Catherine Kuhlman got up and said, God is not looking for talent. God's not looking for ability. He's not looking for precious vessels. He's looking for available. He said, God, I'll be available. That's what he said. Why he's just sitting out there in the audience. God, I'm available to use my life for whatever you want to use it for. God said, will you give up this? He said, yes. He said, will you give this up for me? He said, yes. Will you give that up? Yes. He said, then finally, God got to Joanne. 
That was his girlfriend. He said, what about Joanne? He said, no, I can't give Joanne up. Uh, Joanne is the reason why Adam didn't make it in the garden. <laughs> You're going to have to watch your association so close now. You're going to have to watch your association so close now. Because if they are not going and they have influence in your life to divert you from the plan of God, you're going to miss what I'm talking about. He came back to God, said, yes, okay, I'll give Joanne up. And he said, when I was a young person, he said, I didn't know nothing about baseball, football, golf. He said, I didn't know nothing about any ball. He said, I gave myself to none of that. I gave myself to the word of God and I gave myself to prayer. And that's why his ministry just accelerated. It's going to cost you something to have an accelerated year. I'm not just not going to just preach no message out there and tell you what's going to happen. I don't like New Year's preaching that people forget after the first week. Pastor goes on to some other kind of message just to try to keep people thrilled and entertained. And then the church lives powerless when it comes to power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, there is none. God said, Keith, this church is going to be known for healing. And I'm birthing a revelation of healing in you. You know, Pastor Cynthia, she's been having some symptoms in her body. That's why I've been going over healing scriptures with her at night. But I'm just sitting there watching the power of God change her. I'm just sitting there watching the word work and the power change her. And then I got there and I told her, I told her, I said, this is over. I just told her, this is over. I already see it now. This is over. I saw it then I realized God don't want symptoms in your body one day. If you walk in acceleration with him, it'll leave your body. Just like you see Jesus in the scripture where it said immediately it was gone. Amen. We're going to have some immediate stuff around here. I'm not playing. Praise God. Now, now you may think, but Pastor Rogan, you don't got an attitude. No, I do have one. The zeal of God has eaten me up. Amen. Praise God. I'm trying... I keep trying to tell people I was raised by two prophets. I try to explain everything to you. I'm not your normal preacher. You better figure that out real quick because Corona would have ran us off a long time ago. Let me read this. He said, um, verse 3, Mark chapter 4 and verse 3, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, and where it had not much earth, and immediately sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, 
And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, and it choked it, and it, had, and it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground, and did you for fruit that sprang up and accelerated. It sprang up, and the word increase means accelerate. He said, this is the parable of how acceleration works. It is managed by the condition of the individual's heart. He said, it sprang up and increased. It accelerated in growth. It didn't grow at a normal pace. It accelerated in growth. And it says right here, and brought forth some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. So if I get up here and say, and I was just sitting right there and it got in my heart. He said, Keith, folks, income can double in this house. For where you going to take it? For where you going to take it? <laughs> it can double. And it has nothing to do with your education, how smart you think you are. It has to do with the condition of your heart. And guess who controls the condition of your heart. You do. One of the first lessons I learned is I can control my thought life. I can control what I think about. And if you can't, then you need to let's talk about it. Let's show you how to get control of your thought life. Because if you can't control your thought life, then you can't repent. And you can't change. He says, you can have 30 times as much, 60 times as much, or it could completely double. So to say that your, listen, your income is important regardless. You are the ones that are funding the kingdom. Sinners are not building churches. It's God's children that are building. And this is what he said right here. Okay, they didn't understand it, what he was talking about. Look at verse 11. And he said unto them, it, unto you is, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. I want you to know how to double. I want you to know how to increase supernaturally. That's what he said. Then he went on to tell him, he said, if you don't understand this parable, you'll never understand. You'll never understand what we do here. What we do here is manage conditions of the heart because they determine, conditions of the heart determine how you live in your marriage. Conditions of the heart determine the outcome of all your relationships. He said the only reason why people get divorces in marriage because they're too hard 
in their heart and they won't change. If you get married, you just signed up to change. Because you got to coexist in the same place with another person. If it was just you in there, you could only get mad at you. But the moment you bring another person in that's different from you, normally opposites attract. Nobody marries somebody just like them. You have to learn how to dwell with that person, especially men. He said, you have to dwell with your wife according to knowledge. You just went to school. Amen. If you get married, you just went to, you just signed up for more education. Because now you're going to have to learn this person. And, and what makes people so frustrated, what makes things so, they don't want to learn that person. They just want to be who they are to you, and that's it. That's why the first year to five years of marriage is difficult. You can get through them years. And the only thing that gets you through it is you got a pliable heart to say, let's start afresh today. And I ain't mad at you about yesterday. But if you want them people with hard hearts, you just keep letting stuff add up. Add up, add up, add up. No forgiveness, add up. You got problems. So it's a heart issue. It's a heart condition. I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. And I already said it again. You can't have zero days where you put nothing in your heart spiritually. Because if you don't put something in there spiritually, something did go in there naturally. Don't think it didn't. Yes, it did. And if you are not with the right people, then I can tell you the kind of people you've been with. You've been with the wrong ones. Now, for married folks, I had to discover this too. If you're married, you can't have zero days with your mate. Well, you didn't do nothing today to show love. I'm going to say it again. Because what's wrong with people, they have zero days with God and they didn't do anything to progress spiritually today at all. But they did get impartations and they were natural and they didn't help with the kingdom. And then I heard somebody say, I heard one preacher say, have a man treats God, that's how he treats his wife. If he has zero days with God, honey, welcome to zero days because you're going to get them. You're going to get a day where you don't hear I love you. You're not getting a hug today. You're going to get passed by like a freight on I-65. You're going to get treated with no affection today at all. 
because they've been trained to produce zero days with God. So don't feel bad. God got treated the same way too. And you can't have a relationship of love keep putting zeros in the bank. You can't have an accelerated year if all you doing is putting zeros in your heart where it concerns spiritual things. Because the whole kingdom is based on what you put in your heart spiritually. If you put the wrong things in the heart, let me help you. You can be a church, but you ain't here. If you put your wrong things in your heart in your marriage, you may be at home, but you're not here. Acceleration is based on the person's heart. And if they put it in there long enough, we begin to see the fruit of what they're growing. We can see it. You can go on so long with heart. Sometimes people go on like, well, I'm with you, Pastor. But because they didn't put nothing in there, the weeds start coming up. The thistles start coming up. I can't use weeds and thistles. I can't. I can't use a lack of zeal, a lack of excellence, a lack of passion. Who wants that? Jesus don't want it. He said, if you look warm, I'll spit you out. I want you burning hot on fire for me. I want you excited about me. Who wants to be in a relationship and the person is not excited ever about you. What is that like? I don't know. Those pastors seem to be looking at me. And I have to ask them, what, what, you, what are you doing? She's over getting excitement. She just, praise God, I'm just moving on. Don't say I didn't try to tell you though. I don't want to be married to somebody that's bored with me. You think Jesus who's all that in a bag of chips, wants a lust, lackluster attitude toward his stuff? I was reading about how he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon us. He was despised and rejected of men he bore our griefs 
and carried our sorrows. He purchased my redemption to be completely restored back as sons of God. Gave me the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Seated me in heavenly places next to him. Put the devil under my foot. Every Christian, the one that just got saved two minutes ago, can cast out all the devils the devil got. All of them. The only time they say, well, there's a whole lot of devils over there. I'm going to need some Christians over there to help me. That's a person that had been trained. No, he showed us his power. The Bible said one man down there in hell stripped the devil of all his authority and defeated him and chained him and marched him triumphantly before the host of heaven is defeated. And he has no power. And if Jesus has given me all of that life and authority back, he deserves, he deserves better treatment than the church is giving him. Yeah, well, I just got some grunts. If you just, the only way we can get it is read the Bible, but just a glimpse of the hell he took for you and for me would cause us to go shouting and bucking and thanking God and just it would cause us to go to a whole nother level of honor and appreciation but if we don't let the spirit of God reveal us who Jesus really is it can dampen our sensitivity to who he is and the honor we should be giving him and it will cause us to come in here and treat the church any kind of way Look what he said right here. He said, it's given to you know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So I'm supposed to understand how acceleration works. That's what I want. I want to know how it works. Because I want to work, I want to operate in it because it's the word that God gave us. Now go down here. So he says, let me help y'all boys with this. He said, the sower, verse 14, the sower sow of the word, the sower sow of the word, these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately. So Satan is a decelerator, and he comes immediately to make sure the very thing that causes a life to accelerate, they don't have it. So when I'm talking to people, no matter what trial they're going through, I'm listening for the word. Anytime I counsel people and I'm talking to them, I'm listening to the words that come out of their mouth because that's going to tell me the kind of heart I'm dealing with. Because 
I'm not looking at the outward person to determine. It's the heart that determines who the individual is. Not what side of town they live on, not what they possess, not what they have. It's their heart and words. And I've devoted my life to the word. You got to go a long way to, to, to overword me. You got to go a long way. And when I'm sitting down talking to you, just listen and just receive. Don't try to outword me. Just don't do it. Because the people that do that and then take the path they get ready to take, it'll be their destruction. I'm giving you pastors to feed you with knowledge and understanding after my heart. I'm giving you somebody after my heart. And the way I stay in God's heart is I stay in his word. When I'm preaching, my Bible is open. So you'll know he's given us the word. And acceleration is a condition of the heart. And the three I'm going to talk about first here, you got to make sure you don't have those. And if you do, you got to repent. You got to say, God, I'm changing. The rate of change, I'm changing today. If I got an attitude, I'm getting rid of it today. I'm losing the attitude today because what's at stake? 30, 60, 100 fold. And the devil has been stealing from the church to make sure it doesn't see this kind of acceleration. And acceleration is already, always exists. It's not a new word. The church is being alerted to it again. It's just being alerted to it again. It just came up. It just came up. Amen. Some of you look like you're in the valley of decision right now. I'm going to have to do what? Yeah, because if you don't, if something gets on your body or something happens in your life, you're going to have to repent then anyway to change it. And you're playing in the devil's territory. You're giving him authority back into your life. He says right here, it says, um, the Satan cometh immediately to take away the what? That was sown where? So when I started studying this, I started looking at them. Um, I said, I want to watch seed germination. So I, I, I got on YouTube and I started watching the germination of a seed. I think it was a bean seed. That they speeded it up and they show you how the seed begins to produce fruit. And I noticed that what's underground starts first. And when the, the bean seed got the full potential and the fruit start coming, I noticed that the root was bigger than the plant. If you're not big underground, it don't matter what kind of growth you get up top. Because what happens is when the wind blows, the leverage up top outweighs the root 
and the tree and the plant flips over and the shallow roots pop up out of the ground and the plant dies on the ground. This is why highly anointed people with no character will always fail in the kingdom. They will always fail because what's underground is character because it causes you to be stable. It causes you to be fixed. It gives you a foundation that no matter what pressure comes, your character sustains you. But most people look up top. And because most people look up top, most people try to be up top people. They try to look good in the eyes of people. They declare, the Bible said, every man would declare his own goodness. But when you start looking at the root, oh no. When you start looking at the root, oh no. And that's the real person. That is the real person. And he says here, let's go down here and look at this. He says, because this plant right here, he said, this person, <laughs> this person let Satan take the word out of them. They become a zero person. There's nothing in their heart to produce 30, 60, 100 fold return. So when I talk to a person and I listen for what comes out of them, and I don't hear the word. I'm talking to a raw person. And depending on whatever the situation is, I have to get the word back in them. If they let me. If they let me. Then he goes on down here and he says here. He said, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground who when they have heard the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. They started off good. These are the short timers. They start off really good. They're so excited about it. We love you, pastor. Oh, we're getting the word around here. They are. They are. But the enemy is not going to sit back and just let you get the word around here. Challenges are going to come. Challenges are going to come. I never was offended in my local church. My pastor never offended me. I never took an offense. Because offenses will always affect who you are. They will always affect your service and your reaction. It'll show up while you're trying to hang on. When a person's offended in the marriage, we know it. You ain't acting right. You're not talking anymore. You're trying to cut back on services sometimes. <laughs> what you do, you don't do it wholeheartedly anymore. And you want us to see it. And look what Jesus said about it. He said, they have no root in themselves. An offended heart showed up with rocks in it. 
Uh-uh. It showed up with rocks in it. But we tried to plant seed in those rocks. And it looked like we were going to have progression because the roots start going down. But all of that stuff in there that has not been dealt with starts blocking the productivity of the word. And then it says right here, look what it says. He says, they endure for a while, but and for a time. And afterwards, when affliction and persecution come, arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Offended heart don't produce. And if you don't repent of offended heart, you will try to pass your offense to other people. And you'll become an impediment to me. Because you'll try to tell other people it's the church. It's the people in the church. You don't even know nothing about these people. You don't even know these people. You just got here. I don't care how long you've been here. You don't know these people. They belong to God. And how is everybody a problem but you? And really, that's not even your real problem. Your real problem, you're a coward and won't address it. Your real problem, you won't address. You want everybody to think it's them. When you have the ability to carry an offense, Day after day, month after month, is the condition of your heart. When an offense changes your behavior, just like the man I said, now wherever he works, he tries to give his employee the least. Why? Because he has no faith in God. He thinks he's his own provider. He thinks the company was his provider. No, the Bible said Jehovah Jireh is the provider. And he's living an offended life wherever he goes to work. He puts on in the interview, like I'm the greatest employee you could ever hire. But all the time, I'm a company hater. I'm really a company hater. And it's not the company that laid me off. It's my lack of faith in God to believe to provide for me. I don't care if he's my, he, he would have to change his name not to provide for me. He can't go around talking about Jehovah Jireh. I'm your provider. He got to change his name. I don't care if he got to fly it in with a bird. I don't care how it's got to come. It's coming. He's going to take care of me. So you should walk out of the door laid off praising the Lord because I was looking for a job when I came here anyway. And I know my path just keeps getting brighter and brighter and God don't take me back. He takes me forward. This is nothing but a promotion. You got a faith problem. You got a faith problem is putting rocks in your heart. And you will produce no fruit 
until you fix it. The church is not a problem with your life and nobody in it is. You determine how you respond and react to everything. All we did is just saw how you reacted. You just showed us what's really in your heart. And it's offense. And until you fix it, I don't care who preach. It don't matter who preaches. They said 83% of all marriage counseling fails because people are unwilling to change. I don't care how you counsel them. You can bring them in. You can talk to them till the cows come home. They got a heart condition. And they had it way back here. And now here it is manifesting with you because you're the one with them right now. You got to repent. You got to change. You got to say, man, my condition of my heart is too hard. I got to change. I got to listen to them. The Bible says, let every man be slow to wrath, slow to talking, slow to get offended, and be quick to hear. Because you ain't always right, and neither am I about everything. Say amen to that. Amen. I'm trying to get you accelerated this year. Immediately offended. He said, and these are they which are sown by the thorn, among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. I love what Ben Hinn said. He said, I respect athletes. That's their job. He said, but I don't know nothing about balls. Because balls ain't my calling. He said, I love what he said. I ain't trying to tell you how to live. He said, but this is the way I chose to live, and that's why the power of God is in my life. You write this scripture down. Dr. Jacobs preached it for years. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 35. That you have to attend upon the Lord without distraction. He was really talking about marriage. 1 Corinthians 7, 35. That you have to attend upon the Lord without distraction. You can't let the world distract you in accelerating the year. You're going to have to get those you're going to have to get those uh, prophecies out. And you're going to have to sow those prophecies in your heart. I remember the first one that really changed this church was God said, I'm going to, I'm going to step up the people. I'm going to step up the people in the church. A synonym for acceleration is step up. He done promised acceleration to this church a long time ago. And you're going to have to get that word in your heart. You're going to, have to take time out to get that word in your heart. Because acceleration comes when you take time to put what God said in your heart. And this is what he says here. He says, uh, and the deceitfulness of rich and the lust of other things enter in. It choked the word and it becometh unfruitful. Those first three states are unfruitful hearts. 
I don't care how long you preach to them, it don't matter. You're not going to see fruit. You may see people at the church, but you're not going to see fruit. You may see them take a seat, but you're not going to see fruit. You're not going to see growth. You're not going to see increase. You're not going to see change. All you're going to see is a person that takes up a seat when they got time to take it up. And I don't want this church to go another day where somebody thinks taking up a seat is being a child of God. Now producing fruit and producing the works of Jesus Christ, that's what a child of God is. And God says, I want this dispensation accelerated. I was reading about Jesus, and the Bible said his fame went out through all the land. I didn't really know what fame was until I looked it up. It means people talk about you. They talk about you. Fame means that your acts and attributes are so outstanding that people talk about you in a highlight without you even being around. Because what you are doing is so above the normal, they talk about you. That's what fame is. A lot of people talk about Michael Joy or whoever you want to talk about. Because I can watch what they do. That ain't a normal player. That's above the normal group. And Jesus' fame went out throughout the land. That ain't a normal preacher. Whatever he says, authority comes out of his mouth and the winds stop. Wait till your neighborhood find out that you can stop the wind from blowing everybody's house over. Amen. You just tell everybody, you sent out a new, you sent out flies out the neighborhood. Don't go in the, go, go, go get in the bathtub tonight. I got y'all. Got you covered. You think I'm playing, don't you? I am not playing with you. You were created to rule this planet. And because our minds are not accelerated, we see ourselves as victims when the wind blows. But Jesus went to sleep when the wind blew because he knew he was not a dead man. He was created in the image and likeness of God. And all the handiworks of God were put under his dominion and authority. And he demonstrated it, not for himself, but for us. God's not going to have another 4,000 years of dead men. He's going to have for another, he's going to have a, he's going to have a session where men live in the presence and power of God and they change their whole surroundings. Look what it says right here. It says, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they the good ones, these are they which are sown on good ground. So what's good ground? He's talking about your heart. Offended heart is not good ground. A heart that neglects the word is not good ground. A heart that is absorbing the word is not good ground. It's a heart that's focused on God. A heart that will change whatever he says. God didn't call me in the pastor until I, until I changed. He didn't call me in the minister until I changed. I told him, I said, whatever you want me to do. It was almost a Benny Hinn statement. Whatever you want, this is what it comes down to. 
Whatever you want with this life, the beginning of an accelerated life is to understand you are not your own anymore. You got bought with a price. I realized the life I was living was a life of death and destruction, depression, failure. I could see it at 22. Sometimes it takes people a long time. Sometimes they never see it. As soon as I told him I'll do whatever you want, he says, you're going to be a pastor. From that point on, I just started, whatever you want. I already figured it out. Whatever you want, that's the best life I'm going to have. I done figured it out. And that's all he will take. Repentance is recognizing, Jesus, the life you have for me is the best life I could possibly have. All of these detours and testing and trying stuff out and giving things a place in my life and heart, taking years and decades of time. If we add up the time, we have just wasted. Not putting the right things in our heart. God says, I want to change. I want you to change. I want you to change quickly this year, and I want you to accelerate. I want you to have a year like you ain't never had before, that it's even going to astound you. Amen. Because if you ain't never lived an accelerated year, then you ain't seen the year. So this is a year that I haven't seen. No ear heard, heard no entered into the things. They're already prepared. They're already out there, but I'm going to have to pursue God into this accelerated year. Look what he says, right? These are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it. Notice an accelerated heart hears the word, receive and bringeth forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, some 100-fold, that I can double in anointing. I can double in revelation. I can double in authority. I can double. Now, it takes a devoted year. I remember when I was, uh, I always tell this story when I talk about the sower and the seed because my granddaddy was a farmer. I'm one generation from being straight country. <laughs> I just made past the center some turnip greens and hog malls. <laughs> Boy, they were so, man, man, we had a good time with that pot. But anyway, <laughs> And the neck bones and cabbage and all that, man, I'm straight country. If my mama didn't move from the country, boy, I, I ain't no telling where I'd be out in the sticks somewhere. I'd be preaching in the sticks somewhere today. But I don't know, I was just intrigued one day with what my granddaddy was doing. He was on his tractor. He's on his tractor. And I went out to his field where he was working. Mama said, Keith, he said, Dad, she said, Daddy's tobacco was so good that the buyers wouldn't even buy until he showed up. Because he was so meticulous about the preparation that all the other farmers would come and have their stuff lined up. They said, no, we're going to wait for Tolliver Coleman before we buy. Because his is going to be the best 
that the ground could produce anywhere. That's what she told me about it. She said, Keith, he knew God. He said when it, when it, he, when it looks like the crops needed rain, he'd go up in the room, sit down in the chair, or get over in the corner and begin to pray. Ask God to water his crops. And he said, in the middle of the night, you'll hear thunder come. God has responded. You live an accelerated life, God's going to respond. It's going to be a year you call. And your prayers are going to be answered. It's going to be a year you speak. And whatever you say is getting ready to come to pass. That's the year he wants to give you. It's going to be a powerful year, the most powerful year of your life. But I went out to, I stood out and I watched him on his tractor. He was in the big field right behind the house. Sometimes they would have corn in that field. Sometimes they would have tobacco in that field. The corn would get so high, you start walking out there, you get lost in the cornfield. That's the most terrifying thing to get out there and you can't see your way back out of a cornfield and you about that tall, man. You, 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 you got trouble on your hands. And I remember one day they ran off and left me and went out to pick corn. Nobody told me. And I went back to the house. Nobody was in the house. And I could hear them in the cornfield. But I didn't know which direction to go. I'd go about three rows. I'm going to go about three rows in there. And if I can't see them, I ain't getting lost today. I just got to wait for them to come out. Kind of lonely waiting out there for them to come back. But he was in that big field behind the house. And he was on his tractor. And that field had to be at least 10 acres, 10 acres. But all he was doing is working a half an acre. He was going over the ground, over and over, over the same ground. He was taking out rocks. He was getting sticks out. He was getting everything out that wouldn't yield a hundredfold return. He was taking everything out. And then he was, he was taking out all the hard places. And I looked at the rest of the field. I said, he's got a lot of field left to do. But he didn't care. He just kept working on this one area. He just kept going around. Going. And then I looked at that dirt, and I said, this dirt is totally different than the rest of the field and the dirt I'm standing on. I said, when he turns his back, it start, that dirt looked just like a Wendy's uh, Frosty. That's how that dirt looked. It looked just like a Wendy's Frosty. It just, it started getting so, it started, the dirt started looking so, I mean, uh, it started drawing me to it. It started looking good. So I said, you know, when he turns his back, I'm going to step in this. When, he, when that tractor turns 6 o'clock to me, I'm going to step on this dirt. I had some brand new Chuck Taylor tennis shoes on. The dirt I was standing on was holding me up just like this floor I'm standing on. But as soon as I stepped over into that dirt, it sucked in my Chuck Taylors. It sucked in my white socks. 
and it was a total mess. That ground was trying to grow me. <laughs> it, 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 it'll start working. Ground works on whatever you put in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, ground works on whatever you put in. It will try to grow your tennis shoes if your tennis shoes will germinate. It'll start working on it. Your heart has been designed to germinate the word of God. The Bible says you are God's husbandman. And when God gives you a word, you can cause, your heart has been designed to bring that word to pass. And if God has given us a word of accelerated year, we just going to stay with this thing and we're going to bring something to pass in here. And some of, I'm not, I thank God for 30 fold. I thank God for 60, but 100 is better. Yeah. I'm backing off some things this year that's just frivolous. She can tell you. I'm backing off some things just frivolous because God is saying this is a harvest year to produce like never before. It's a harvest year. And I was sitting there, we were going over the healing scriptures, and uh, I just sitting there watching the power of God working past and Cynthia. Every day, I just sit there and watched it. Then I realized, I said, you paid, you bore this sickness. He said, you better know that. I bore it. It ain't got no place in her body. It has no right there at all. And they beat me and whipped me and striped me and tortured me. And I didn't open my mouth. I didn't want you to live with one day with disease eating your body. And with those stripes, you ain't trying to get healed. You're already healed. And I, what I paid for, I fully expect to receive. And I paid for that healing. And if you would get a demonstrative attitude for what I paid for, you know, sometimes you got to get it. When somebody else pay for something, you got a different attitude. You got to be careful. You got to realize we're talking about something you couldn't pay for. He had to pay for it. And you're going to have to get a demonstrative attitude because he paid for it. I sat there and I saw in my mind, I said, you took this kind of beating for us. Ain't no way I'm going to sit around with no symptoms nowhere in my house, in anybody, if in anybody's body. I just flat out went off. Amen. Amen. And the thing turned. Yeah. <laughs> it just flat out turned. And I tell you, this is going to be a turning year yeah. like never before. Because praise God, you just need to go along with me. I'm just telling you, it's going to be a year like you've never seen before. And don't have a zero day. Do something every day. Grow something every day. I saw, that, I saw that teaching on germination of seed, and I was eating an apple. I realized, wait a minute, I can have my own apple trees. Yeah. If you got seed, you got a tree. Yeah. 
if you got a tree, you got an orchard. And I got on uh, YouTube again, and I found out how to germinate apple seeds. And it's working right now. Amen. It's working right now. Praise God. I ain't going to have to go to Kroger's in a couple of years. Praise God and get my apples. And I got the kind I like to. And I'm germinating. I'm starting from the little seedling and starting. And praise God. And, and, and eventually, I'm going to put them in my backyard. That's my plan right there. And you're going to be able to sit out back and watch every year bring in a harvest. Some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. God is waiting for you to get the seed of his word and follow the instructions on how to germinate that word and begin to produce what you want. If you want peace, you want joy, you want healing, you want increase, you want good kids, you want a good marriage, you want a sound mind, you want a whole body, you want a blessed business, Praise God, it's all right here in this Word. All you got to do is open your heart and start putting the seed of God in. Throw out rocks, throw out sticks, throw out offenses, throw out lust, throw out, throw out anything that's got the world in it. And you will begin to produce a heart. There can't nothing come out of it but God. Lift your hands to heaven in here.